you ever wondered why there always seems to be one thing after another stealing your peace? Something else always showing up to take from you, even when you don't feel like you've got anything else to give. Today, the 10,000 faces of peace thieves and how to defeat every single one of them once and for all to live your best life in three, two, one. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings, KB creatives all around the world in all four corners. I'm Stephen Canyon. So glad you could join us for another adventure of attracting our best lives. Email address is kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. And the website is stephencanyon.com. Miss Maggie, greetings to you, my best friend. <laughs> greetings, best friend. How bestie. are you today? I'm wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Happy day to you. Happy day. Happy Friday to you. To you. Is it Friday yet again? Already. Can you believe it? It's just Here clipping it along faster or something. It, it, no, this has been the fastest week, I think, ever. Yeah, of ever. my entire life. It's because we've been so going, going, going. It's I hate the word busy. We haven't been busy. We've been no. uh, heavy into creation and creativity and lots going on. It's time for another hike. Yes, I'm feeling that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but lots of computer time. Well, But we've had quite a few bike rides yeah. this week, mountain biking, but I, I think fall. it's time for another hike. Fall is my favorite season, but it's it's the shortest season, so it's always a little, oh, I just want to savor every every beautiful, crisp fall day. You know, I have been um, so grateful for one thing in particular today. Hmm. Let me tell you what it is? <laughs> yes. Well, then ask me. What is it? What are you grateful for? Well, I am so grateful for, <laughs> <laughs> for knowing, but actually for the small amount of time in nature. And how it can have such an impact mm. for helping to prepare for attracting peace into our lives. Mm. That's why I look so yes. forward to these hikes and to, to yes. forest bathing and and being out in the wild places and in nature and those those calm evenings like some of our uh, mm. KB creatives have been talking about the full moon yes. last night, bathing in, under the starlight. Yeah. You and I have made a practice. Oh, gosh, a force bathing now regularly for about 12 years, yeah, I think. Yeah, And uh, it's it's really just a predetermined plan for having a couple of hours force bathing to help us to unplug from technology and the noise of the world and just to slow down. It's such a gift, isn't it? It always feels like a cure-all. Anything that's going on, anything you need to decompress from or heal from or anything, it's, it's always just, it's amazing to me the difference between when you first get to the forest and when you leave. <laughs> <laughs> have to do it. KB Creatives, this is something that is a way of life for all of us, isn't it? Yes. I mean, it brings us it brings us into the present moment. Mm. And we're mm-hmm. out there under the canopy of trees. And yes. de- regardless of the season, it we de-stress and, and it just relaxes us. Well, and it activates all the senses, I find, too. Just everything is, there's so much to smell and feel and touch and see. And mm-hmm. the experience mm-hmm. is so deep. And it also, it, there's something, too, that it makes you feel very connected to your original self. There's something very organic and, and, and holistic about the experience. Very natural. Now, I know somebody that is just tuning in for the first time, and they're going, forest bathing. What the heck are you hmm. talking about? Don't go away. <laughs> I didn't know you could broadcast this kind of thing. <laughs> no, okay, so seriously, how do we forest bathe? First, we find a location, Yes. and there's a place about 45 minutes away from us right now that we've not gone to yet that I really want to go. We use and- a really good app. 
It's mm-hmm. called All Trails yep. is the name of the app. And they just, any trail you can possibly imagine, it will show it to you anywhere you are. So we find the location and then we make sure that we've left the phone and the camera behind when we're going out to Forest Bay. <laughs> yes. And we're we're going to be walking aimlessly and slowly when we do it. We don't need any devices to do that. And what mm-hmm. we do is we just let our bodies yeah. become our guides. Yeah. You just find that trailhead and start. And well we and we listen to where it wants to take us, where our bodies kinda of want to go and how many times have we just kind of gone off trail because mm. it's no longer yes. about the trail. It's about the space and the place. Yes. And so what we do is we just follow our nose and take our time mm. because it really doesn't matter if we're going to get anywhere or not. That's not the point of forest bathing. We're not going anywhere. And what we're doing is we're just savoring the sounds mm. and the smells and the sights of nature like you were mentioning, just the, yes. the feeling and the touching and the just letting the forest in. Yeah. And the key to unlocking the power of the forest is actually it's in the senses. Mm-hmm. And so we just let nature enter in through our eyes and ears and the nose and the mouth, the hands, the feet, and to where it just starts to become us. And we listen to the birds singing and the breeze just rustling in the leaves of the trees. Mm -hmm. And it's an an extra added benefit if there happens to be color that's starting to come through those trees. And then we look at the different greens of the trees And we pause and just let the sunlight filtering through the branches Mm. caress us. And we smell the fragrance of the forest. And we breathe in the the natural aromatherapy of the place to where we can just, you know, we taste the freshness of the air as we take in those deep breaths and we place our hands on the trunk of the trees around us. And if it's there, we dip our fingers and toes into a stream. And, you know, just like recently, and I think it was posted on Instagram, we decided just to sit right there in the Snake River as it just flowed out of Yellowstone. We sat there for hours. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk. Just feeling and sensing and just listening to our feelings and, and hearing the rush of the water and feeling it slide through our fingers. Recently, um... I mean, and sometimes we're out and we'll just lie down on the ground. Mm -hmm. We'll take a hammock and lay there under the trees. And it's just drinking in the flavor of the forest and just releasing our sense of joy and our sense of calm. By doing that, actually, we're connecting with our sixth sense. And that's just a state of mind, Mm -hmm. a state of presence. And we just simply connect with the original intention for all of nature which takes us back to the original intention for ourselves, away from the noise. And we remain quiet in that place. And then easily we cross the bridge to joy. Force bathing. You know, while I'm thinking, while I'm thinking about it. I feel so it, relaxed listening now, to you describe You know, that. as I was describing that, actually, Meg, <laughs> this is flowing from me right now. I want to make sure that everybody knows they are invited into our private space for the live stream workshop this next Saturday, where all of us, we can just sit around together in this space of calm and peace and, and just discuss some things that we just can't really cover in the podcast right? and come into our private space. It's an invitation That's true. and come and be with Meg and myself. And actually it's, it's like a a huga, which is a Danish word and it's a Norwegian word for, it's just a mood of coziness that I'm putting out there right now for everyone to sense. 
and show up for that comfortable friendliness mm. in our huga space where we're just going to share feelings of wellness and contentment yeah. and just become one together. And we're going to talk about some of the intimate things, Meg, that we just we need to know regarding how to master the daily walk in kinetic belief. Wow, yes. Because it's, it's a way of life. And, and how do we always attract circumstances to change according to our desires? We're going to explore all of that. There's together. Only, there's only, and you're right, there's only so much that, that we can do here. It's, I know it's, it's a few times a week, but still, I always feel like there's so much left that we don't get to. And so um, being able to just fill up this space with all of the extras and all of that, that intimate knowledge and, and understanding and exchanging those energetics with kinetic believers, it's going to be wonderful. Well, you know, most of our listeners are listening like we're talking. We're kind of in between places. We're on the go. We're, we're coming from somewhere. We're, we're all kind of True. busy. And our podcast is throughout the week, and it's during our busy moments that we pause long enough to do a 30, 40, 50-minute podcast, but that's about all the time we have. But what this space is going to do is we're going to plan in advance to disconnect from those busy energetics and just be. Yeah. To where we can really explore together. And actually, that that live stream... um, is where we're going to go deep together into the founding and and the basis for mastering kinetic belief and all of the energetics behind why kinetic belief with the right perspectives never fails. It never fails to change our circumstances for abundant living. Mm. And that's coming up next Saturday, and yeah. I cannot wait and to do it. Already seeing so many names showing up to this. It, I'm, it just, I'm so excited to connect with everyone. Every single person brings such a unique energy to this space, like you're saying. It's going to be really, really exciting. Well, today I want to talk about the 10,000 Faces of Peace Thieves. And this is mm. something near and dear to me and something that I've been practicing for many, many years now. Uh, do you ever feel like your life has been robbed of the peace that you so desperately long for? Yes. I think all of us yeah. do. You know, there's a longing, and I think it's innate to human species. In fact, I know it is. And it's not just to any one nationality or any one uh, uh, type of person. This is a worldwide mm. innate longing and desire, yeah. a part of human nature, especially if it's been taken from you. We all know that it's it's been removed, and we want it back. Peace, peace is one of the most prolific, inalienable rights that human creatives actually come into the natural already possessing. It's already inside of us, and every single affront toward that inner peace that's already within each of us is an affliction. It's it's like it's a proverbial cut. It's not something that should have happened, but it it hurts when it does happen. An affliction requires something or someone to cause pain or to cause unrest in in our lives. So an affliction is an affront. It's a meddling with what already was. It's not the original. So how do we stand guard over the original in order to protect our peace? I mean, how do we put a demand on our original piece? And, and that's really what I want to talk about today, because not only is it possible to take back our piece and keep it for good, but it's the original intention or the bias for all of humanity, for mm-hmm. all of creation. It's unnatural to not live in peace. There is, there is an afflictor. There is an affront to the original energetics of peace. 
And, and I'm telling you that there is no alarm system, there's no flying security camera, no armed security guard that can keep the afflictor uh, to peace out. There is only one thing that can stop the affliction, and that is you, yeah. and that is me. There's only one opposer to peace. There's only one afflictor. Even though it has 10,000 faces, there's only one. And unless we become equipped right now today to identify that one thing that is an affront to our peace, it has the ability to lurk around quietly while taking small things from us. I mean, maybe you didn't even notice that something else was missing from your life. We practice missing things. And so... Over time, the opposing affliction of diminishing return, it's been able to steal something much, much bigger and much more important, and that's our peace. Maybe it's even been able to get away with it until now. And I have actually wanted to talk about this more in depth for quite a while now, but because there's, there is nothing more valuable to every human being than that of peace. And you began with such a powerful truth that, that, yes, we're all so diverse. We have unique genius of purpose. But this is something that everybody, just about everybody in the history of the, the entire world it has always wanted. So much so that, you know what, the world's inhabitants have gone to extremes to try to acquire it. And the human soul actually just thirsts. There's an unquenchable thirst for peace, and it will try to acquire it by pursuing money and fame, using drugs, cheating, lying, stealing, that uh, you know, and and think wrong thoughts about life itself. Anything, I'll try anything. Somebody once told me, "I'll I would eat the bark off a tree if I thought it would bring peace into my life." <laughs> um, but anything to bring their soul some kind of peace. Yeah. With with all of this effort to locate peace. A study of humanities that I've done going all the way back to the beginning of recorded history has proven one thing, and that is playing whack-a-mole with the 10,000 faces of affliction in order to acquire peace does not work. It doesn't work. That's because we'll never find peace in acquisitions. We'll never find peace in the behavior of other people or even ourselves. The world's flood of choices and opportunities has no peace to offer us. It's not out there somewhere. I mean, there's only one way to enjoy true peace, and that is through the unconditional affection of our Creator. It's through the masterful peace that each of us came into the natural with, dwelling already within us. It's inside of us that we can live free of anxiety and free of depression, free of fear, poverty, lack, and sickness, and all those things. We can live in contentment and joy and security, rest and wholeness. In fact, you know something, the affliction to peace comes from a world that believes itself to be redefined by the negative judgments of condemnation. And that's why the peace that we have through the self-realization of our genius of purpose, that's why it's worth fighting for, Meg. I mean, if you aren't experiencing that uh, uh, a peace that's greater than knowledge in your life, the question is, it's this. Are you ready to to deal with the afflictions that steal your peace? Wow. You know, when you say that there are 10,000 faces of peace thieves, it, it just seems like we're going to be really busy chasing all of them down. 
Oh, absolutely. It seems like there's a lot of whack-a-mole, right? Yes. But here, look, there are four ways to put a demand on your peace. Okay. And to stop the 10,000 faces of peace thieves. And uh, there, there is a way to do this. Okay, well... I can do four things. <laughs> okay, That's well. just four things, right? right? The first thing for you to do, Meg, is this. <laughs> Gratefully expect to attract and manifest peace. Mm-hmm. Expect it. Expect to manifest it. it. Put a demand on it showing up in your life. Because, look, if we want to manifest our peace, we've got to start with our, uh, we've got to start where our peace was actually afflicted to begin with which is where the contradiction to our original identity first showed up in Mm. our lives. Mm. If we really believe, for example, if we've meditated to know that we have an eternal purpose for becoming uh, an expression, an expression of our best lives in the natural, and that there's nothing to fear, there's nothing more to question regarding a peace that's rightfully ours, and there's nothing more to consider where our peace and our right to peace is concerned, then the fullness of our subjective peace is always going to be attracted to displace every would-be thief in our lives. Mm-hmm. The, the nature of a thief, and I think we all know this, is to rob us. Well, in this instance, it's to rob us of our peace, to take it from us. And it's those energetics that are always going to be going for the jugular, which is our kinetic belief for our best lives. The jugular of peace is your kinetic belief. And every original intention for advancing our mind, body, and soul toward perfected completion already belongs to us. Well, and I really, um, what you, the way that you just described a peace thief is it's, it felt very important to understand that it is like a thief and it does sort of, these energetics will come in, especially with peace and for lack of a better word, they will snatch it. Because whenever you lose your peace, you do have the sense of you're gripped with something. You know, you've been gripped with fear. You've been gripped with anxiety. And it sort of pops up. And I think that's why this can be one of the most important and and most difficult things to to overcome because it's so fast. It's sort of a sneak attack. It just comes in and blindsides you. And all of a sudden, there you are. You're just sitting there with no more peace. Where did it go? What the heck just happened? Think about one of those Tom Cruise movies where he's got all the different masks on. And as soon as you deal with one one <laughs> enemy, one person that you think is an enemy of yours, it pulls off the face and there's a new one. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> get rid of that uh, one and there's a knock at the door. Uh, and it has a, a, a different yeah. face, a very pleasant yeah. face. And so I think it's really important, you know, you're equipping us today to deal with this. And this is one of the hardest things to, to be equipped to deal with because it is so quick and it is so fast and it can happen so abruptly in our lives. Well, the only way that a person is ever going to be swindled out of their original peace uh, that surpasses the circumstances in their lives, peace that has nothing to do with circumstances, is to become convinced otherwise. Hmm. Now, here's where the journey begins. You might say, well, I believe what you're saying, Stephen. I choose to believe in the original intention for the law of attraction. Yes, to deliver exactly what I expect. And I believe that. And yes, I want peace. Well, now, wait a minute. I know you want peace, but do you expect peace? Mm -hmm. Do you believe without a doubt that you will have peace? Or do you sometimes wonder if peace in every area of your life will ever even actually manifest for you? Mm, Because it's in that tiny area where kinetic belief and unbelief intersect that the peace thief lies in wait to ambush our beliefs. Every human creative 
has the ability to desire, imagine, and speak, and attract, and manifest. And the creative ability is within each of us right now. So to have peace is to trust our manifesting desire to have what we were created to become. And it's by aligning with the energetics of unconditional love and choosing once and for all to never again accept anything less than the expansion of life in every area that we can enjoy the kind of peace that passes reasonings every day in every area of our lives. That's where peace comes from. And it comes from enjoying every good thing. You know, this feels like really vital information because you're really taking peace, the definition of peace, and moving it over from sort of a byproduct of good circumstances to the manifesting column. You know, you're manifesting wealth, you're manifesting health, oh, and we're manifesting peace, it's not just the result of some other good thing happening. Um, You know, it's Mm -hmm. not just not being bothered. It's not just the neighbor's dog not barking (laughs) at three in the morning. (laughs) Um, That's vital information, though, to understand that, to really get a hold of, you know, to even obtain peace. Let's understand what the heck it even is. Right. You know, the translation of the word peace, it actually comes from one of the world's oldest languages, and it dates back almost 4,000 years now. And the word peace actually means nothing missing and nothing broken. It means to be whole. It means mm. to be complete. Like so as, as long as there's something missing or something broken in our lives, guess what? We're not at peace because we're not whole. Right. That kind of peace has always been the original intention for all of life. Where there is wholeness, you see, there is alignment. Well, what does alignment mean? Well, it means that we don't have to tolerate any kind of sickness or disease because, after all, everybody gets sick. It means we don't have to expect to have debt because, well, everyone has debt. It means we don't expect pessimism simply because others are negative. It means we don't expect to be angry or afraid just because social media says it's normal to be pissed off. Hmm. We don't model our expectations after what everybody else is doing because, Look, most people have never experienced the original peace that kinetic belief uh, has and offers where we already have it within us. Peace is not just the absence of problems. I mean, it includes everything that makes for our highest thought forms for life. That's what alignment with our creator's bias, the intention for our lives is. It's the peace of our advancing life, unaffected by negative imaginations. Well, it's like an abundant river flowing and it's unmoved by any kind of opposing obstacles. I love that idea of a flowing river of energetics. You know, just taking care of my peace is kind of like, you know, just washing all of my cares away. I love that. Um, and the way that you just described peace as well, it really it really is demonstrating to us that, you know, peace is twofold. So, so you're manifesting peace. It feels good. It's this holistic approach to how you're feeling and experiencing life. But then it's also setting the stage for the rest of your manifesting. Because if you're void of peace, good luck manifesting anything else. So it's interesting how it's something that we're adhering to and we're, and we're receiving it and working it. But then it's also affecting 
everything else. We're setting the stage, aren't we? Yes, We've got everything yes. in place. We're out in the forest. Powerful. We're bathing. We're sitting in the river and the water is washing through. Yeah. And now what? We have entered into the presence of the expectation of peace yeah. to become us. Because I have, I have to say, like when, when you start this manifesting process, one of the most difficult things is to get your posture right, mm-hmm. is to get that, like you're saying, to set the stage appropriately so that you're ready to manifest. Because if you go in with this nasty attitude that you can't seem to kick, Nothing's going to happen. Well, negativity is what's going to happen. But this is just really um, illuminating when yes, it comes to peace. Absolutely. It's setting the stage of expectations because now it's mm. it's at this point that we do something that I call we bring in and we expect and to uh, uh, harbor and give place to the three guards of peace. Three guards of peace yeah. now. These are the ones we call into the scene because we're ready. Yeah. We have that expectation and we're grateful yeah. for peace becoming us. And so now it's up to the three guards of peace. Gosh, doesn't having a peaceful mind sound good? Yes. Doesn't that, sound, doesn't that just, oh my goodness, that We're smells good, doesn't it, right? It smells good. Well, so where does it even come from? Okay, there are, there are three guards of peace that we can employ that attract abundance, joy, and peace into our lives. Well, what are they? The three guards of peace are, number one, kinetic belief. Number two, gratitude. Yeah. And the third one is love. Wow. That, would, that will do it. Together, (laughs) the three guards of peace, they're unstoppable. They are uncontainable, and they are immovable. Together, they can identify the 10,000 faces of thieves. We don't have to be able to do that. The three guards of peace Mm. do that for us. And I love how you said that that you're going to employ them um, as if, let me go on LinkedIn and find gratitude. But (laughs) they are there. And belief and love. uh, They're always at the beckoning call. Look, they can block block the 10,000 faces of thieves to be able to overcome anything or anyone that robs us or should seek to rob us of our peace. We could call them, you mentioned the trifecta, we could call them the triple crown victory, I like that, yeah. over any attempt to uh, of peace thieves to steal from us. Mm-hmm. Every, every energetic that opposes our best life is a counterfeit and an opposing enemy. Every every attempt to dismantle the original intention for our best life and to steal from us is easily identified by those three guards of peace. Just like the three guards of peace, kinetic belief, gratitude, and love work together to, to maintain our peace, there are also three primary thieves, which are doubt, worry, and fear, hmm. which work together only to achieve the opposite of peace. Wow. Now, what's even worse is that entertainment, social media, friends, family, the world around us not only justifies the three negative thieves, but often they encourage us to engage them. Yes. In other words, yes. most people think that you know doubt and worry and fear, that's just a normal part of life. And because most people think that doubt, worry, and fear is normal, um, it becomes this, this triple threat to mm-hmm. us. And so doubt, worry, or fear, look, they are not natural. They were never intended to be. Doubt, I'm telling you, is not natural. Worry is not natural. Fear is not natural and was not designed within us to be part of our lives. Each one is a choice that afflicts us to diminish. Along with torment, 
that doubt, worry, and fear brings emotionally to us, they affect us physically as well. I mean, in fact, according to science, and most of us know this, worry affects our concentration during the day, and it affects our sleep at night and can even make you sick. That is not the energetics for life and expanding life. You see, true peace, it does not come from the absence of trouble. It comes from the presence of the three guards of peace in our lives. And that means that we can live in peace even when, gosh, you know, serious trouble looks like it's all around us because our peace doesn't have anything to do with circumstances. When we live in that kind of peace, our circumstances actually will automatically begin to change in order to align with our unshakable expectations. And that's why every kinetic belief creative whose trust is in perfected love will never entertain worry, doubt, or fear again. In fact, we won't even consider it. We have to deal with, and and the way we do this is we deal with fear and doubt, Meg, the same way that we deal with border bullies. You know, for example, we would never allow the thought of uh, showing up somewhere while somebody, for someone just to verbally abuse us, to remain in our thoughts for even a moment, we wouldn't do it. You know, if I told you to go across the street, there's somebody over there that wants to verbally abuse you <laughs> and only needs 10 minutes of your time, you wouldn't do it. They only need 10 minutes. <laughs> well, maybe 15, whatever. But we would take that thought and throw it out as quickly as we could. Yeah. Absolutely. We treat doubt, fear, and worry exactly the same way as unacceptable thoughts that have no place in our lives. We won't even entertain it. We won't do it. We will not go there. We won't even consider showing up for those things. Don't entertain the triple threat. Don't ever permit yourself to entertain thoughts of doubt, worry, or fear. When they show up, when they knock on your door, (laughs) take them by the earlobe and march them right back out the door. Throw them out like you would... The thought form of robbing a bank. I mean, if you wake up in the middle of the night worrying and becoming fearful, take those thoughts and throw them out. Because, look, if we dwell on those, all we're doing is inviting them in. And when you invite those things in, they displace peace. They displace prosperity. So and it gets rid of abundance and health, and it comes in to destroy happiness and joy. So what do we do? We speak words which are things by saying, I refuse to doubt my kinetic beliefs. I refuse to to exit from my posture of gratitude, and I refuse to not operate in unconditional love for my creator and for myself and for everyone else. I refuse to worry. I refuse to be afraid. I take a stand against them right now, and I'm willing to stand forever. And then I turn over and I go back to sleep. <laughs> wow, isn't that it? We, I love that. We always have our part, which is our kinetic belief. And, and I love that, like you're saying, when we put a demand on our kinetic beliefs, the universe is always going to back us up. We can rest. We can just finally rest knowing, knowing f- definitively that we're attracting our, our heart's desires. Exactly. You know, we have our part, and the substance of our expectations manifests the rest. Yes. The other thing that I do is I follow my inner purpose, okay? Always follow after your inner purpose to follow after the whims and the confusion of negative influencers in the world around you. That is to allow the force of decay into your life. It's by putting a creative demand on our purpose to advance in life that establishes our peace and our wholeness. You know, sometimes people try to steal our peace, but we are actually to blame it, uh, to blame when they do that. Mm. True. I mean, making poor choices and imagining the wrong things can rob us of the peace that we were meant to enjoy every day. 
Well, so how do we avoid this? It's by listening to the genius of our original purpose. At one time or another, we have all found ourselves caught in confusing circumstances. And we needed some instruction. I mean, you know, we need counsel. We need some guidance. Won't somebody else show up and take me by the hand and show me the way out of this mess? Even after mulling it over again and again and again, the conundrum that we still uh, just aren't sure what to do is often lingering around. And maybe it was just something that isn't something that we've ever even thought about before. We find ourselves in a situation scratching our head going, how in the world did I get here? Of course, yes. And then something else shows up, and maybe your employer says, okay, I need you to move three states away. And so now here you are, um, faced with a decision of whether to move to one city or another. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what to you know, do. So somebody, yeah. you're, you're needing some help here. Look, when we find ourselves in that kind of a situation, one thing that's holding us back is our ability to know that we know that we're doing the right thing. Right. And that's, that's, you know, that's where the inward unction from our genius of purpose comes in. And it's not until we look within that we're going to find the answer. Confusion comes easily where there's a lack of knowledge regarding our original identity for overlaying in as a lens in all these specific uh, situations. It's the inner unction for guidance. And by the way, that's, it's not a feeling and that inner unction for guidance is not even our own thoughts. It's the ability to it's the ability to eliminate the voices of persuasion in the world and only hear from our original voice through the check and balance of the energetics of love and the inward witness that always agrees with love. Wow. Now, these are two different things, but they they will never contradict each other. They are both a vital part of living our best lives. In other words, reflecting from within, actually, it actually saves us a whole lot of trouble in this life. Because if we don't know to follow the dictates of our chosen profession, of our kinetic beliefs, then we, we may end up, in fact, we will end up in destinations that just could lead to all kinds of unnecessary problems and circumstances. Yeah. You know, the inward unction to align with our Creator's intention, that is the thing that helps us to know what to do and what to avoid. That is a function of peace. And if I don't have peace from within about something, well, I don't do it. If I have to wait, then I'm just going to wait until I have a peace that is in agreement with my choice. So let your peace be your umpire. Commit and trust everything in your life to your purpose to be at peace and to be grateful. And then and then your desires will succeed within your desires for peace. Wow, that just seems like such a powerful culmination for today's podcast. You know, knowing that our guide for peace is within, remembering that, meditating on that, so that we're not still looking around, trying to find the answer. You know, we have, like you said, the umpire right now is in there. It's letting me know how to play the game of life. Right. And, you know, the actually, the, the, the last thing that I would say today um, regarding the 10,000 faces of peace thieves is to love others even when they don't deserve it. That's a big one. Because the energetics of love never fails to produce. Love never fails. Now, and that is the most powerful key to guarantee a best life lived. Love for our Creator, love for ourselves, and love for others. I mean, it sounds simple, but it can be a struggle for a lot of people. And why is it so important to fill ourselves up with the attitude of love? 
It's because someone will steal our peace if we don't do it. If we've been making great strides in our kinetic belief, working through the journal, and you know, we're making progress, spending time establishing our articles of faith, overflowing with the practice of gratitude and speaking our truths, our light begins to become really bright. Mm. In other words, a bright light shines on a dark horizon, and it becomes the most noticeable thing on the hill. As a result, the faces of energetic thieves are drawn toward that illuminated thing. And they're going to extinguish that bright thing if they can. How? The energetics of doubt, worry, and fear will show up in order to promote negative circumstances. And it's, it will also use people. The destructive intelligence of those things know that people have a way of afflicting harm into our day and into our peace and into our joy. If someone filled with those things, strife, anger, resentment, jealousy, fear, any of those destructive forces detects your opposing subjective reality, the fullness of your light, one of peace and joy and happiness and prosperity, Mm -hmm. then I'm telling you a battle of energetics is going to show up in order to ruffle your feathers and throw you off course for your best life. So the daily job of the kinetic believer is to not take the bait, everyone. (laughs) That's good. You you know, it doesn't, I don't care if they know how to push your buttons, deactivate the buttons. Don't take the bait. Strife is the enemy of peace. Unforgiveness is venom to a life of prosperity and abundance in every area. Well, what's the antidote? The attitude of unconditional love What's the attitude of unconditional love? It's one that celebrates, champions, edifies, and encourages all others at all times, regardless of who, what, where, or why they are, what they appear to be. It's the life-changing power of positive energetics. Any time that we're able to forgive, even the worst offender, it shows mercy and grace, even, even where there's no merit for such things, even when somebody doesn't deserve it. If we believe that our love for someone else has to be deserved, when, then we position ourselves in judgment of others. And to do that is an observational belief, which the law of attraction will attract our negative belief to become us. Now we know why an unconditional love manifests our best lives. The misgivings of others cannot become ours. So how is it that we can, can love others even when they don't deserve it? It's by remaining grateful that we define who we are, first figuratively, then literally. And that enables us to be patient with those people around us. That was um, revelation knowledge, I think, that you just gave us there about unconditional love, that, it's a, that it, it has a reflective property to it. So if you're manifesting unconditional love in one direction, it's, it's always coming back to you. And it's manifesting into your life in a, in a, in a huge expanded way um, but the opposite is true as well so so making sure that your love energetics are right um, because they will be reflected back to you in in a greater intensity whatever we're putting out we're getting back yes we're attracting back into our lives some uh, you know spend some some I always do this I spend some of my meditative me time uh, working on my thought forms from meditating and focusing on the aloofness of patience 
And that's the way I view patience. It's, it needs to be an aloof thing. And I give myself a little bit of room here because, you know, it's all right if we kind of mess up in this area along the way. But we can ask for the original wisdom of our purpose to help us in this area and then receive that wisdom with gratitude. Mm. And every time I do this, Megan, yeah. it comes. It that. always comes to me. When I focus on loving others through patience, I am always amazed at how quickly I begin to manifest change in that area. And then move to um, I move over into the area that, you know what? Love, unconditional love is kindness. Yeah. It has the attribute of kindness. Mm-hmm. And so that becomes part of my meditative uh, position and I look for those unctions of kindness to come up and rise up from within me. And then one by one by one I move through patience and then I move through kindness and into those areas of being until I've changed my thought forms from what they previously were over into an attitude of love. Now here's the first thing that'll happen. While other people will enjoy the new me, and they're, they're so glad that now I'm I'm had this attitude of love. I'm I'm actually the one who who's benefiting the most from that, right? Because this will be well. It's always well worth the effort to me because not only am I going to now have peace in my life, which I wouldn't have had without that foundation of love, but the energetics of peace is going to be built up upon that love and that joy. Look, the fruit of our best life is built upon love, which is founded upon joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and our kinetic beliefs. When we came into the natural, all those abilities, they were already designed within us. You see, this isn't something we have to acquire or learn, go to school for. It's in all of us. The attributes of all of those qualities were deposited within us, and they operate in the absence of fear. In other words, it's when we know that to unconditionally love is not going to cost us anything, but rather to unconditionally love is going to give us everything. Boy, that makes a difference, doesn't it? Yes, that's that's it. But, you know, we have to make the decision to expand those attributes of love and to let them see the light of day. It's one thing to talk about it. It's another to let it become us. An attitude of love is a decision. It is a decision that will manifest great prosperity and peace into our lives. But it's our authority and it's our dominion as human creatives that requires that we get to decide. It's really a decision that we make, a cognitive decision that we're always able to make. And when we start operating in these subjective truths, expecting every original intention for our individual greatness, refusing to worry, refusing to fear, listening to our inner genius of purpose, and stirring up an attitude of love, we recapture our original peace and we maintain that then for our good life. You know, we can live... We can live the life that most people only dream of, and the 10,000 faces of thieves only has one source, and today, I believe it has been found out. So, hey, everybody, go put a demand on your peace and go get it back. It belongs to you. You Ralph Waldo Emerson said, nobody can bring you peace but yourself. (laughs) 
there it is. Spot on, right? Yes. It's all it's already within us. How did he manage to sum up the entire podcast? He he stayed out in the woods. <laughs> One sentence. And he didn't come it's out. True. <laughs> he was out on the pond. <laughs> I, I have to say, I was wondering if, if after reading the title of today's podcast, you were going to go, okay, 10,000 Faces of Peace Thieves, number one. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. We got ten thousand. We're gonna go right, through number together. Number ninety nine. This was awesome, Steve. Well, let's everybody just say this out loud. Yeah, uh, stand up it. and shake it out. Shake it out. Shake it <laughs> say out. this. Say, I am a vessel of peace and quiet. I am a vessel of peace and quiet. And the presence of my peace is abundantly overflowing. And the presence of my peace is abundantly overflowing. I unconditionally love. I unconditionally love. And promote myself. And promote myself. And who I am. And who I am. I am grateful. I'm grateful. For the abundance of peace. For the abundance of peace. That is constantly flowing. That's flowing constantly. Into and out from my life. Into and out from my life. (laughs) I sense with every breath I take. I sense with every breath I take. A feeling of peace and love. A feeling of peace and love. For all others. For all others. My peaceful presence. My peaceful presence. Helps others to live. Helps others to live. In a state of peaceful optimism. In a state of peaceful optimism. And the mutual benefits of love. And the mutual benefits of love. Because I promote peace and love. Because I promote peace and love. Benefits everyone. I exist as an expression of calm. I exist as an expression of calm. Even when I am in a sea of storms. Even when I am in a sea of storms. All is well right here and right now. All is well right here, right now. All is well. All is well. I'm at peace with my past. I'm at peace with my past. And I'm living in peace. And I'm living in peace. In my presence. In my presence. And serenity with my presence. And serenity with my presence. I accept and love. I accept and love. The beauty that surrounds me. The beauty that surrounds me. I choose to embrace love. I choose to embrace love while letting go of doubt. While letting go of doubt and worry and fear. And worry and fear. My soul is at peace. My soul is at peace with the silence of my being. With the silence of my being. Wow, powerful podcast today. We are so equipped to take care of those peace thieves now. And if you are interested in checking out the guided journal that Stephen mentioned on today's podcast, you can do that at stephencanyon.com. That's also where you're going to be able to sign up and register for the workshop that we are so excited to engage with energetics of all the KBs out there. That's it. 10,000 Faces of Peace Thieves. We have put you back in your place and kicked you out the front door onto your rear end out there to never be seen I love it. I can feel all the KBs doing it right now. It's so powerful. Sending out so much love and, uh, gosh, you know, encouragement to all you KB creatives all over the world. Rock on, guys. Have a great weekend. And thanks, as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.